0: hello there and welcome to another episode of mma fight club i'm your host manny galarza today we're breaking down week seven of dana white's contender series there's five bouts in the card as usual coming up this tuesday evening 8 p.m eastern start time over there in las vegas in the small little cage in the apex arena uh the main event features jr cortez the brother of tracy cortez versus christian rodriguez um we'll go over each fight one fight at a time try to uncover whatever information we've been able to find some of these fighters are not very well known, uh, film can be hard to find, but uh, we'll point you in the right direction, hopefully giving you some uh, betting advice that'll help you catch some winning tickets if you are betting. We've got two parlays we'll discuss at the end that we feel very good about. Um, recently we've been on a warm streak, so if you've been tracking us on BetMMA.Tips, we've been doing really well. Uh, the last few events have uh, been pretty solid, so track our bets, everything we offer is free, 100% free, no Patreon, no signing up, No, no, um, no nothing just just all free so let's jump into the first fight actually let's do this let's go reverse order we'll start with the main event junior cortez versus christian rodriguez and work our way back down all right let's jump right into it the main event features a bantamweight bout between two american fighters junior cortez and christian rodriguez rodriguez is five and zero. he's from milwaukee wisconsin 23 years old five foot seven in height and he trains at rufus sport mma academy as for junior cortez he's five and one overall from arizona 29 years old He's also five foot seven in height. He trains at an MMA Lab and Pro Edge Boxing in MMA. We do not have a reach number on these guys, but based on watching their film and considering they're the same height, I'd say their reach is very, 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 very similar, if not identical. Okay, now according to Tapology, here uh, looks like uh, Rodriguez is the favorite here, getting eighty-eight percent of the votes. I'm a little surprised, Cortez being the brother of uh, Tracy Cortez. I would have imagined he would have gotten just I don't know some kind of fan vote just from that, or people just recognizing the name. But um, when you break down the film, This is a pretty easy breakdown for me, actually. Um, The positives for Junior Cortez is he's very athletic. So quick twitch muscle, nice reaction time. um, Doesn't use it for wrestling, per se. So not a great grappler, has deficiencies in his his wrestling game or grappling game. Doesn't really use it very much either. But his reaction time is fast, very, very quick, very athletic. Um, Recent wins in the LFA. um, So has LFA and Combate experience. Um, and again, has has a sister that's obviously in the UFC, so it runs in the family. There's some positives there. Um, looking at the film versus Midday in 2019, he we, he wins that fight easily. He looks amazing in that fight, but you got to look at the guy he's fighting. Medei is, is six and 11 overall, just pretty much overall a complete can of a fighter. So, kind of hard to extrapolate what are we getting there from Junior Cortez, other than the fact that his grappling's eh. Um, his striking's okay. He's not like amazing down the pipe striker. He gets a little bit, little bit, little, a little, little bit loopy at times, but very athletic. Um, and I say that because when you're thinking about his sister, who's more of a wrestler, um, and you see how the way she fights, they don't fight the same way. It's a little bit different. Uh, he's got more of a brawler mentality, and he's very, very quick and very athletic. Now, as for Christian Rodriguez, the fight that we looked at on him was worse was worse Fam P H A M back 2020. Now Fam is three and two also quite a bit of a can just about the same type of can that uh, we talked about with Mede that fought uh, Junior Cortez so for fam he loses in round two um, via a rear naked choke um, so it's a nice win there for Christian Rodriguez but again hard to extrapolate what we're getting from there he has wins in CFFC and also LFC so just you know not it's kind of hard again these are lower level promotions um, I'd say I give maybe a slight edge in competition maybe to Cortez um, it's tough in terms of Breaking it down like experience wise, cardio wise, IQ wise, schedule wise, a lot of similarities. The one big difference is Christian Rodriguez, in all five of his pro fights, he's finished every single one of them. I mean, granted, granted their cans, uh, granted some of these guys have been like, you know, I think some of these guys have been like zero and zero. Um, matter of fact, several of those guys, their only uh, fight was against him. Um, so you're talking about, again, lower level type of opponents. um, but still, he's finishing them. Um, he's getting rear naked chokes. He's getting ground and pound finishes. He's getting armbar finishes, TKO finishes. So you do like that. Um, when you're watching Christian Rodriguez on film, the one big thing that he offers and does that Junior Gortez does not do, and again, limited film here, but he's able to grapple more. You see he goes to the grappling. You see he likes to get the guy in the mat. Um, he can work on his feet, but he can also work on the mat. I think that's where he's he separates himself here. I think if you just you know pound for pound on the feet, you know some similarities C- cortez is not as skilled as rodriguez rodriguez is a little more technical but again mixing it up the grappling aspect the pushing the opponent against the cage i like what i've seen there from rodriguez and again the finishing rate i mean you can't i mean i'm sorry you can't ignore the fact that uh, you know the guy's got a high finishing rate he's you know finishing every single one of his fights and and so yeah there's a lot of positives there um the age factor you know i looked at that too and that also was you know usually when you see a 23 year old fighter there's a little bit of a pause right um but you know 29 years old for Cortez, he's only got six fights. It's not like he's a you know 30, 33 year old veteran who's got you know 20 fights in his career. So he doesn't have a lot of experience. Again, has it in the family, has a sister, whatever else, trains at a good gym. Um, but for Christian Rodriguez at twenty-three years old, he's twenty three years old twenty-three years old in nine months and three weeks to be exact. So he will be, let's say, twenty-four years old here by two thousand and twenty-two. So he's not a baby. Um, I think he's kind of you know getting into his stride now at a really good gym that rufus sport academy so yeah i like rodriguez to win the fight not my most confident pick actually one of my least confident picks on the card because i do see a method where rodriguez could get overtaken by cortez's athletic ability because cortez is very athletic and sometimes just athleticism alone you want to look at that real closely when you're late when you're wagering against it or even for it so anyway rodriguez is the pick here i like him to win the fight um I think this fight possibly could go the distance as well because both guys match up very well. So if you're looking at it from a prop perspective or over-under, I like the fight maybe going over and possibly going the distance. And in the distance situation there, Rodriguez with the ability to go ahead and take the opponent to the ground and get some ground time position, get some grappling position, um, maybe even striking you know ability on the ground. But either way, using that opportunity to go ahead and get the judges ahead of him on the scorecard. So again, we like Rodriguez to win the fight. <laughs> The co-main event features a heavyweight fight between the American Lorenzo Hood and the Slovakian fighter Martin Budet. Bude is eight one overall. He's twenty-nine years old, six foot three in height, but we do not have a reach number on him. As for Lorenzo Hood, who goes by the Dream Killer, he's twelve and four overall, three one and one. He's from Illinois, thirty-two years old, six foot three in height. So same height here. And he's at a seventy-eight inch reach. He trains at a Black Zillions and also Team, Notch, Team Top Notch, excuse me. Um, in terms of reach for Martin Boudet, watching the film on him, he doesn't have the longest appearing arms. They seem about average, but not quite as long as Lorenzo Hood. So I'd say there's a slight reach advantage there for Lorenzo Hood. According to Tapology here, Boudet is a huge favorite, getting almost 90% of the incoming votes here on Tapology. I like Boudet to win the fight, too. Um, he's a big favorite at the money line, about minus 400 currently, right now. You can get Hood on the other side at plus 300. I will say real quickly, just to get out of the way, I'm not a big fan of the football transplant. The football guys. Um, um, here we have a guy Lorenzo Hood who actually went six and one at one point in the MMA um, professional career. Then takes a break, goes to the, try to make the NFL. Doesn't do that. Goes to the CFL. Doesn't work out there. Then bounces into WWE. tries to do WWE for a little bit. Pro wrestling doesn't work out. Some injuries, whatever. Now he's back to MMA. Um, we've seen other guys who've tried to do the you know the, the MMA thing. Who've been you know even former nfl players like gregory or gregor gregory i keep messing up his name the heavyweight also Kamara usman's brother fought in pfl what last year and or maybe even earlier this year and just looked terrible he's a former college football player he comes in there he's all jacked they gas out fast they don't have the same skill level as these other guys who've been fighting and training for years so it's not like you know to give an example like when a when a when a power forward you know is playing basketball thick guy transitions to playing playing like tight end and in basketball in football like there's a transition there it makes sense this thing with football players transitioning to MMA like doesn't seem to be working out very cleanly for a lot of guys there are a few exceptions but overall I'm very like I'm, I'm you know I'm, I'm passing on those guys you know nine times out of ten and for Lorenzo Hood fight IQ not the greatest you know cardio not the greatest on film we looked at a few fights on him we looked at his fight versus Graves in 2015 he lost that fight, uh, round two TKO. Um, you know, doesn't look good in that fight. Um, it, I, I've not been impressed with anything I've seen Lorenzo Hood. Physically, he looks impressive. He does. Um, but Martin Boudet, um, even though he doesn't look as physically impressive, the guy is on a on 5-0 in the last five fights. You know, he's he's a little bit younger. I think he's, he's a better talent here for the UFC. Um, I think he outlasts Lorenzo Hood. It's just a question of how does he finish him. Um, can he finish him? Maybe can he get him out of there You know, in time? Because well, who do we see? Kunyev recently? Kunayev right? Kunayev goes in there. He's friends with Khabib. Got the connection. He gets like a round three ground and pound finish, uh, I think a week or so ago. And White was like, yeah, not enough. Sorry, dude. We've got to let you go. So um, trading-wise, that is one thing that is a little bit of a question mark for me. Martin Boudet is in Slovakia from Slovakia, trains in Slovakia. It's like, what is he getting there? Um, whereas Lorenzo Hood is playing, coming out of Black Zillion. So that's a very, very good training program. So yeah, you know, got the older fighter here, only 30 plus year old fighter on the card. I, I just don't think, I think, look, Lorenzo Hood's coming in here also as a late replacement. I, I probably should have mentioned that right off the, off the bat because initially this fight was supposed to be between Hugo Kuna and Martin Budai, but Kuna withdrew from the fight. So yeah, late replacement, older fighter. I don't think he gets this opportunity usually, but they needed to put somebody in here. He's going to come in here. He'll probably look good for the first 30 seconds, and then Martin Buday, Slovakian, we'll be able to get the best of him. So I like Buday quite a bit here. Not my lock of the night by any means, not the most favorite pick, but I do like him to win the fight, and we'll be including him in some parlays we'll talk about at the end. So that's our pick. The next fight matches up two undefeated fighters in a flyway bout Jake Hadley from England and Mitch Raposo from the United States. Raposo's from Fall River, Massachusetts. He's 5 and 0, 22 years old, 5'5 five five in height. We do not have a reach number on him. He trains at a regiment training center and also in mixed martial arts. As for Jake Hadley, who goes by White Kong, he's seven and zero. He's from Birmingham, England. Twenty-five years old, five foot seven in height with a sixty-eight inch reach. He traded at a fearless MMA and also Team Renegade BJJ. According to Tapology, here it looks like Hadley's quite the favorite here, getting eighty-five percent of the votes. And on the money line right now, Hadley, you can get him at minus three hundred, and Mitch Raposo, the other side, at plus two forty. Now. The money line is probably the only thing I don't like here about Hadley. I do like Hadley to win the fight. This is not going to be a very difficult breakdown. We'll give you the tidbits I think that make this clearly why he should be the favorite to win. Um, but this should be, I, I would say more like around a minus two twenty-five to two fifty. You know, minus three hundred is quite a bit. Mitch Reposso, I have not seen any film on him. So I'm not gonna give you some bullshit about, oh, I watched him do this and I have not. All I've been able to do is extrapolate what I've seen from his record. Um Appears to be a bit of a wrestler. Um, a little bit shorter. I mean, these are the obvious things you could see here when you're breaking down just a side-by-side comparison. He's five foot he's five 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 he's five five. His his profile, he's a stockier dude. Whereas Jake Halley's a little bit longer, okay? Um, so yes, the things that I could figure out on him. Just limited, um, limited information. Now, in terms of the things that I really like about Jake Hadley, well, I like the fact that he has a Bellator win in 2019, and it wasn't just that he got a finish in the Bellator win, and he's also finished five of his seven pro fights. So he's seven and o, but He's also been very productive, and very, very efficient. He also went seven and two as an amateur. So the guy's a winner. You know, very high, high, you know, high winning percentage. Um, age. He's 25. The other, the opponent here, Mitch Raposo, is 22. Is that a big difference? No, but 22 years old, you know, like still definitely wet behind the ears for Mitch Raposo. Um, Could you see Mitch Raposo losing here and getting an invite next year? Yeah, I guess you could see the same thing happen to either fighter. They're both very young, but I think Jake Hadley, the 25-year-old um, English guy, he just got a little edge to him um, looking at his profile picture. You know, this guy's got a little bit of an edge to him, just kind of gives you that uh, impression he's going to come in here with a little bit of that, you know, street fighter mentality. Gonna be uh, gonna be kind of be a, a bastard about you know about this fight. I'm gonna be tough to get out of there. As for R- Mitch Raposo, I don't have much to go on. Don't have anything you know spicy to tell you. Don't have much to tell you about an amazing you know background and like Muay Thai or wrestling or anything like that. So you know kind of going in here a little bit dark with him. But for Jake Hadley, look, I, there's one thing I do know. He's fought a Bellator fight and he finished that dude in 2019. So that's a big plus here for a guy who's seven and zero um that's probably why he's also getting, getting a big number here on the money line so we like hadley to win the fight and that's actually one of the top picks for me on the on this card i like him quite a bit it's his second favorite pick to win uh straight up on the money line so we like hadley to win the fight okay the second fight in the card is going to be a lightweight bout between chris duncan from scotland and slava borschev from russia slava Borshev is 4-1 overall he's currently out of sacramento california 29 years old 5 foot 11 in height with a 72 inch reach the jimmy trains out of his team alpha male as for chris duncan he's undefeated at 7-0 he's from scotland 5-10 in height he trains at mxp fitness we, we don't have a reach number on him unfortunately but looking at his film looks about average reach based upon his height according to tapology here duncan's a big favorite getting 92 percent of the votes we like duncan a lot here to win the fight um he's currently a minus 175 on the money line i'm i'm just surprised i'm shocked um Slava Borshev is a replacement for him because Chris Duncan was supposed to fight, I think, a week or two ago, but his, his fight got canceled. He's getting rebooked. So he's ready. He's eager to go. Dude's legit. Just a full on athlete. Again, I'm shocked. At minus 175, this is free money for you. Consider this about Duncan. He's 7 0, has finished all seven fights, and you're like, oh, probably a bunch of cans. Yeah, some of those guys were cans, especially in the beginning. But his last two fights were both in Bellator. Yeah. And he finished both those guys and he finished both of them within the first two rounds. So the guy is an animal. Um he's a very good athlete. As for Slava Borchev, he's 4 and 1, not terrible fighter by any means. He's obviously suitable for this level. He's got wins in LFC and also in um uh, and also in Titan FC. So, you know, we've which if you look at the film on him, what you're going to see is durability. He could hold his own in the ring. Not quite as quick as Chris Duncan, but he's got some ability. We looked at two films on him. We looked at the film versus Stark in 2020 starts at six and two slava lost that fight by split decision it was close and then his other film was in 2021 versus delaney so we put both those film links in the description watch him yourself you'll see kind of i think what we see which is he's got durability he's decent he's got some hands but not super sharp not very quick not as fast as duncan for duncan we watched his fight against Picors in 2020 Picors is 15 and 6 okay fighter like whatever 75 percent winning percentage right um and Duncan, uh, he wins that fight by round two TKO. Like, he wins every fight. Um, the guy's a finishing machine. He's a monster. From what I've heard, I've gotten, let's say, insider information from from the boots on the ground there in Scotland. He is legit. Guy's going to make, not only going to make a contract happen here tomorrow, what, Tuesday night, he's going to probably make some moves in the UFC. He's going to do some things. Some people are saying this guy's a future title-like contender. So, a lot of hype here behind the 28-year-old um he's got to do he's got to make those moves now though right at 28 years old he's got to look good here um we'll see what happens here but i like chris duncan a lot probably no not probably is my favorite pick on the card and at minus 175 hammer it early and often because as soon as it opens up it's gonna get steamed and that'll end up being like minus 250 i wouldn't be shocked if if it closes at minus 300 by the time the actual fight happens so i like chris duncan a lot to win this fight the first fight in the card is going to be a women's bout in the strawweight division between Catherine Paparaki and Maria Silva. So we've got Silva here as an undefeated young Brazilian fighter. She's six and zero. Oh, she's 25 years old, five foot three in height, and she trains out of Dragon Combat, which is a pretty good gym down there in Brazil. As for Catherine Paparaki, she's three and one overall. She's from Denver, Colorado, 28 years old. She's also five foot three, so same height with a 65 inch reach. According to the topology, Silva's getting all the votes pretty much here. 93% of the votes are coming in here for Silva. We like Silva to win the fight too, but listen, I'm going to throw the first caution flag out there. I have not seen a lick of film on Silva. I have not watched any film on her. I could not find film on her. If you did see film on her, comment. Let me know what you saw. Maybe you saw at least a few glimpses of this undefeated Brazilian fighter. Um, yeah, so I'm going to go based upon what I could see the numbers, okay? Okay um maria silva has fought a very 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 weak schedule um and that's the big red flag now obviously only fighting six fights and being here on the contender series is all part of you know that build up to being able to get yourself you know to you know maybe more higher level of competition but she's literally fought people that are not only zero and zero i want to say maybe three to four of her wins out of her six wins were fighters that were zero and zero and now are zero and one they've only fought one fight and that was against her so, she has not been tested by any means. Her last fight in 2019, two years ago, against Danella Joffrey, she wins that fight by round one TKO. That fighter, Danella Joffrey, at the time was 0-0. Zero and zero. That fighter now is 0-1. and one. Um, Not to mention that fighter is from Israel. No offense, but again, you, I'm sorry, from Argentina. <laughs> I thought that flag was from Israel. My bad. Scratch that. Anyway, the point is, um, not a very good opponent, not a very good test. Now, her prior fight against Janine aguilar that fight was at least at least a better test because aguilar was 6-0 and at the time now she's 6-2 and so something better there but look we just don't know much about silva we know she's undefeated we know she's beaten some cans um we know she's young at 25 years old the brazilian heritage um you know yeah she she's got she's got it in her in her in her uh loins right now as for Catherine paparaki we did watch some film on her um she's tough she's tough matter of fact i got the like I'm trying to think of some fighters like an Aspen Lad. Um, she, she's just tough. She's kind of got a bull mentality. Um, her her best skill or her best attribute is her durability, um, like her heart, her passion, meaning that like it's gonna take more than one punch to knock her down or, or get her off of you. She's just very, very headstrong. She'll take a few punches to come on in close and get in her range. That's her like, gets her strongest suit because it's something she does well and she's very durable and she's got a chin, but then she gets banged up, she gets cut up, you know. Eventually, she starts getting, you know, she starts bleeding. Um, that wear and tear over the course of a three-round fight, it starts to show. Is Silva good with her hands? Is she a great boxer, a great striker? I don't know. Um, will she have opportunities to hit Catherine Pabaraki? Yeah. Um, Catherine leaves, leaves her head there. She doesn't have great head movement. She does this thing at times where she'll try to reach out and sort of just clog things up to uh, ugly it up, and then come in close. And when she does that, her head's right there on on, on a pedestal her hands are out so she's not blocking it leaves herself open to get hit um i watched film on her versus winnick in 2018 she won that fight by decision um decent win there over winnick and then the fight in 2021 versus valley um she won that fight uh, via a third round sub so she's got decent takedown offense for pepperaki um you know she knows how to work in the clinch very well Uh, again very very durable um, very good chin. She lost to Ducati or Ducati or Ducote. I don't know. 2019 via a sub in round three. And Ducote's 10 and 6. And, eh, okay, fighter. Look, could Catherine come in here and just like rough and tough it and ugly it up and win the fight? Yeah, but let's just look at the things we know. We know that Maria Silva is undefeated in 25 in Brazilian. We know Catherine Paparaki's got holes in her game, she's 28. Um, I think right now the money line is reflecting the right thing here. I think Maria Silva, even with the unknowns, probably comes in here and has a slight skill level um, above Paprocki on the ground, especially the BJJ game. And then striking-wise, you don't have to have a lot of skill to hit Paprocki. She's going to be hittable. So unless Silva comes in here, right, for example, and looks like gas at, at some point because her cardio's not up to speed, Has a serious skill discrepancy like on the feet where she doesn't have any good striking at all, and Catherine's able to back her up and punish her a little bit. Um, Unless those two things, because even if those two things happen, then could Silva just drag her to the ground, trip her? You know, women have weird takedowns and trips and headlocks, and then get her to the ground. And at that point, Catherine's like in uncharted territory, and then that one factor alone becomes the path of victory. Yeah, I mean, that's one way. But I also could see Silva just piecing her up a little bit on the feet creating some damage on the feet and creating some facial damage. The judges could see that and get to win that way. Um, one more part of it is look for UFC reasons, like they're going to sign one of these two girls, most likely, and most likely it goes to decision, right? Because these fights, they're women's fights, lower level. Um, well, whoever gets to, whoever gets to win by, by a finish, they would get a contract for sure. Right. But let's say it goes to decision and let's say Maria Silva wins by decision. And it's just not very overwhelming. She'll be seven and O and for Dana white, you know, in this division right here, it's like, hey, why not bring up another straw weight in this division? They could use some more meat. um Here's a 7 0 fighter, bring her up. So I think for marketing purposes, Maria Silva also qualifies. Whereas for, you know, Catherine Paparazzi, she would go to 4 1. Not like it's a big deal, but I, th- I think the 7 0 would be more marketable and more of what the UFC wants. So if it's close, if it's a little bit greasy, you think Silva maybe gets the edge here. Um, but just again, not knowing much yeah what do you gonna do here not, you can't wager much on this kind of fight here where you just have a lot of unknowns i will put this into the djn parlay um at the end of the night where we're going to pick silver and put her in there but in terms of a straight up bet here bet here not a lot of confidence at all on a fighter who i just don't know much about so we're on silver to win the fight okay this brings us to the end of the show let me give you a quick recap on who we like to win each fight along with the two parlays that we'll be placing we like christian rodriguez to win martin boudet to win jack jake haley to win chris duncan to win and maria silva Parlay number one is a three legger. We like Boudet, Hadley, and Duncan. So Boudet at minus 400, Hadley at minus 300, and Duncan at minus 175. Those three together, together, excuse me, give you plus 194 odds. A one unit bet of $100 pays out $294. The second parlay: Rodriguez at minus 200, Hadley at minus 300, Duncan at minus 175, and Silva at minus 175. Together gives you plus 445 odds. A half unit bet of $50 will pay out $272. So. There's your breakdown for week seven of Dana White's Contender Series. Thank you for joining us, and best of luck if you're wagering the event. If you're not wagering, just best of luck with whoever you're rooting for. Enjoy the fight. Please like and subscribe to this channel if you like the video, you like the content. As usual, everything we give to you guys is 100% free. And if you like our betting advice, come on back here and comment. If we're wrong on something, come on back and comment. Thank you guys for stopping by, and take care.